Welcome to 5 Minutes in Church History, hosted by Dr. Stephen Nichols, where we take a little break from the present to go exploring the past. Travel back in time as we look at the people, events, and even the places that have shaped the story of Christianity. This is our story, our family history. Let's get started. This just in. Well, it would be just in if it were 1978. So let's pretend for a second that we'll go back to 1978 and let's hear a good old-fashioned news report. This just in. On October 26, 1978, at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare, ICBI convened its Summit Conference on Biblical Inerrancy. There were 268 participants on hand to take part in three days of rigorous meetings. The participants came from a variety of backgrounds and represented many diverse works and places. There was representation from 34 seminaries, 33 colleges and other schools, 41 churches, and 38 interdenominational Christian works. Eleven different countries were represented. So why were all these folks gathered at the Hyatt Regency in Chicago in 1978? They were there for this Summit on Scripture, convened by the International Council on Biblical Inerrancy. That council consisted of folks like Dr. R.C. Sproul, of J.I. Packer, James Montgomery Boyce, Earl Rodmacher, Ed Clowney, and many, many others. This group not only met as a council, they also invited leaders from across the evangelical spectrum, from across denominations. They all gathered there at the Hyatt Regency to tackle this issue of inerrancy. Well, the result is what we call the Chicago Statement on Biblical Inerrancy. This statement consists of a preface, and then five points to the statement, and then articles of affirmation and denial, and there are 19 of those in total. We need to remember that in the 1960s, this was a time of crisis in the church. The crisis was around the doctrine of the authority of Scripture. Whether it was in the Baptist denomination or among the Lutherans or the Presbyterians, there was this move away from the position of inerrancy, from the full-blown inerrancy that the Bible is without error and all that it affirms view. This would move the church away from her authority. Just think of the implications of moving away from an inerrant Bible. So these godly men, theologians, pastors, missionaries gathered together there in Chicago to define inerrancy, first of all, and also to make a statement of how serious this is for the life of the church. Let me just read the first statement from the preface for you. The authority of Scripture is a key issue for the Christian church in this and every age. Those who profess faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior are called to show the reality of their discipleship by humbly and faithfully obeying God's written word. To stray from Scripture in faith or conduct is disloyalty to our Master. Recognition of the total truth and trustworthiness of Holy Scripture is essential to a full grasp and adequate confession of its authority. As Christians and being committed to the Bible, we all agree that Scripture is authoritative. The question is, how do we develop that doctrine? What do we say next after the authority of Scripture? And what the folks who were gathered there in Chicago were saying that the best way to honor this doctrine or the best way to think about this doctrine of the authority of Scripture is the position of inerrancy. Now, as the statement unfolds, it starts back with the doctrine of inspiration, and that's its starting point. The Bible is not a bottom-up thing. It's not from humanity and, and from us and our take on the divine. No, it's top-down. The Bible is from God to us, and the Bible is God's inspired word. Once we have the doctrine of inspiration, the very next piece is inerrancy. If it is God's word, then it is true. And that is the doctrine of inerrancy. 
And that's what the folks at Chicago were gathered to define and gathered to affirm. Think about this for a moment. Lock 300 evangelical leaders up in a room today and see if they would agree on a theological statement with five points and 19 articles of affirmation and denial. It would be hard to do. And if we were to see it happen, we might even want to call it a miracle. Well, that's what happened in Chicago at the Hyatt Regency in 1978, the Chicago Statement on Biblical Inerrancy. It sustained a generation of churchmen and pastors and theologians, and it brought this view of inerrancy right back to the center of the church and affirming it for the life of the church and for the doctrine of the church. I'm Steve Nichols. Thanks for joining us for 5 Minutes in Church History. 